0: Welcome into the Fantasy Football Diagnostics Podcast, where we provide you with your weekly diagnosis of everything fantasy football, whether it's season-long leagues, dynasty, DFS, or sometimes even IDP. We got you covered all year long. Let's do it, let's do it, let's get to it. Welcome into the Fantasy Football Diagnostics Podcast, episode 225, aka the Spodio Dopa Show, a marathon Thanksgiving marathon here, hosted by yours truly, John June, and my guy, Greg Peniman. Greg, what's good, man?
1: What's going on? We're, we're we're close to this Thanksgiving special. We got Thanksgiving special episode right now. Uh, I'm gonna go run through uh every every game this week. Um, yeah, I'm I'm excited. I'm excited to Thanksgiving have have these games. Uh. Usually, yeah, it's it's a good uh, nice pause of the day, you know, or a good nice end whenever you have your your food or you're about to have your food. It's just always a nice time, and it's to watch some football on Thursday.
0: Thanksgiving, definitely my favorite holiday, man. I mean, family, food, football, the three F's, the three best F's. Uh, it's it's awesome. So, um, you know, sitting around with family, watching the games. Getting to see all the games, uh the twelve o'clock or the noon game, the four PM game, and the sun and the well the Thursday night game, the eight PM game. So it's definitely awesome. Uh, especially when the games are good. Uh that that definitely helps. Um yeah. But like you said, we're gonna jump through every game. We are going to you know, again, this is gonna be one whole episode. Again, you can Consume it however you'd like, you can have it all in one sitting, you can save some leftovers for um, later in the week, you know, Friday, Saturday, Sunday, however you want to do it, uh, the choice is yours, but we will break down everything for you that we normally that you normally get in one week, you will get it in one episode, that is right, we we're talking streams of the week, We're talking Thursday night football. Well, we got three Thursday games, so we're talking all those games. We're talking uh, all the 1 p.m. games, all the 4 p.m. games, starts of the week, and we're going to play some Get Money. Uh, And we've got a little game mixed in there for you. So bear with us. Have fun. It is a Tuesday night here, so mind that the information that we give you in regards to injuries – Um, I'm not even actually I'm not I don't even have any injuries on the notes. I'm not going to go through the injury report like I usually do. If there is somebody that is injured like that, we know is injured. I will obviously talk about it, Uh, but I'm not going to prognosticate much on injuries in much detail because, again, it's Tuesday. We don't have much detailed uh, injury reports as opposed to, you know, other than the guys that are playing on Thursday. But all that being said, let's jump into it here, Greg. Your quarterback stream of the week, man. What do you got?
1: I'm going with Tua Tagovailoa. He's at 43%. Uh, going against the Carolina Panthers, uh, just a, a solid run for Tua Tagovailoa Loga, uh, over the last couple of weeks. Also, the fact Carolina uh, coming off probably one of their worst games against quarterbacks, giving them three passing touchdowns to Taylor Heineke last week. Uh, I think they can, you know, be a, a play here, uh, and a game could have some points to be had. So I'm gonna go with Tua this week.
0: Yeah, definitely like Tua. Uh, He was a popular streaming option last week, uh, finished as a top 12 option. And speaking of last week, I'm going to the matchup that he had last week. I'm going with Tyrod Taylor, 6% rostered uh, in Yahoo Leagues, going up against the New York Jets. Mm -hmm. Over the last three weeks, the Jets have allowed 20.8 fantasy points to the quarterback position. That's fourth most during that span. And Tyrod, he's been pretty good on the year. With at least sixteen and a half points in three of his four starts this year. I think he's a viable stream and obviously, as we always like, has that upside with his legs.
1: Yeah, definitely like that for sure.
0: Greg, your tight end stream of the week, man. What do we got?
1: Uh I'm gonna go with Evan Ingram here. Uh just you know, based off the matchup he's going against Philly this week. Uh Philly, again, right now the worst um, best matchup for tight ends. Uh, you know, as they've been giving up over 70 yards to tight ends, about seven receptions a game. Um, and Evan Ingram didn't get a touchdown last week, but before that had two sure weeks with a touchdown. Um, a guy, that, a guy at least, five. he's going to get at least five targets uh, in this game. A uh, game I think where they're going to, this offense as a whole needs to bounce back. Just got rid of Jason Garrett, uh, one of use probably one of the most talented players. So uh, Evan Ingram versus Philly.
0: I'm in pain because Evan Ingram versus Philly was my tight end stream of the week as well. Uh, I will add some to what you had said, though. I mean, like you said, number one in terms of fancy points allowed to the position. 26 PPR points over the last three weeks. Uh, they have allowed two tight ends. That is well above the league average. And like you said, could benefit here from a new play caller. Uh, I will throw out. The typicals. I'm not even gonna check because I think I will assume that after what they did last week, the roster ship will have gone down. But Tyler Conklin and Dan Arnold both oh, still yeah. play as streaming options. Yep. Um, Greg, defensive stream of the week, man. What do you got?
1: I'm gonna go with Chicago's defense versus Detroit. Uh, I think you know. I think. F- the strategy of attacking Detroit is always a good strategy. Uh, if you're streaming defenses, uh, Chicago this week, a team that can get sacks, Robert Quinn, a uh, guy has been getting a lot of stacks this year, uh, 27% rostered. Uh, so a team that's going to you know, keep you safe. Detroit's not going to score many points as, uh, at all. It doesn't matter who they're playing. So pick them
0: up. Yeah, Detroit is a good one. They were they were also here for me as a potential one. Um, actually, your boy got out ahead of it a little bit. If I had a little ro- had an extra roster spot in a couple leagues, mm-hmm. and it, you know they play they were playing Baltimore, so they were out there. So right, yep. Um, you know I did have to don't have to compete with my league mates on waivers, but I'm going with Atlanta, two percent rostered in Yahoo leagues. They get to play against Trevor Lawrence in Jacksonville, and they're available, so they are my stream. Um, let's move on, man. So Greg we we referenced the game, we alluded to it. We are comparing players, fantasy players to Thanksgiving foods. I'll let you lead. What is your first comparison here for this for the people this evening?
1: Um so I'm going to go with the fact that uh this is not the start of this but Turkey is just a uh, something that you know uh seems like every thanksgiving dinner is one of the must haves in the sport of fantasy uh in the sport of of, of football um and, you know some could be sometimes dry so you know that's that's tom brady man you know that's <laughs> he's <laughs> he's what the sport needs every year he he's uh with the sport um you know thanksgiving this league has been with for the last twenty years. He's just been a staple of what football has been about. And fantasy is doing really well. He's the quarterback three, I believe, in fantasy or the quarterback four. Uh, and, and so he's doing well as well. in in fantasy, he's always been a, a staple. So, yeah, I'm going to go with Turkey as Tom Brady.
0: <laughs> That's a good one, man. Uh, I think number one or number one here, I think what I'm going to go with for my comparison, it, I'm going to go with uh, Jonathan Taylor, macaroni and cheese.
1: Same. same I had the same thing. <laughs> The because same thing, yes, sir.
0: If you, you gotta take the number one pick <laughs> of fantasy players right now, it's going to be Jonathan Taylor. And if you mm-hmm. can take your number one pick aside, it's probably going to be the mac and cheese. So, uh, and you know what, Jonathan Taylor is it's heavy, it's got some weight to it, right? Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. But it's also, uh, you can spice it up a little bit, you can season it, you know, you can throw some mm-hmm. garlic, some uh. Some some peppers, some onions in there, spice it up a little bit, flavor up your mac and cheese, and that's what Jonathan Taylor is. He doesn't just beat you with with that power. Uh, he he also can uh spice it up a little bit too though, there. So Jonathan Taylor mac and cheese.
1: Yeah, yeah, it's it's always a thing. People want more of, so that's what uh kind of what well, the fans of JT want too. More carries for JT. Give that man the ball.
0: <laughs> <laughs> I like that one, man. You got another comparison for the people here, Greg.
1: Uh, I'm going to go with uh, that apple pie, you know, uh, the dessert, the sweet. If you have this player in your team, like, you like, oh, man, I'm just eating sweet today and good. That's Lamar Jackson, man, you know, just having him <laughs> on your team. Like, that's that's the, the icing on the cake. That's the dessert. Uh, the fact that at any point he can just lead your team to victory no matter what the deficit uh, no matter what the situation you are in fantasy, uh, it's showtime for him. Like it, it, he comes to play, uh, and, and that's having that dessert. Cause I feel like he's just you know always still undervalued for what he is as a, as a player.
0: Yeah, that's that's a really good one. Uh, I Actually, had for Turkey, I had an interesting one. Uh, kickers, man, you know they don't get all the respect, <laughs> but
1: that's like salad, yo. They should be salad. <laughs> <It's> like. <laughs>
0: They don't get all the respect, you know. But at the end of the day, they Thanksgiving is not Thanksgiving without the turkey, and just fantasy football isn't fantasy football without the kicker. So <laughs> I'm just gonna put. I know I'm probably gonna irk a lot of people by saying that.
1: Yo, it's a salad. It's the thing that people doesn't don't want, you, you know. Don't want. But but it's good for you, you know. You need. The, I don't know. Oh, that's IDP. IDP. Oh, we're True. 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 <laughs>
0: Any Anything else here for the people, Greg?
1: Uh, lastly, I got the mashed potatoes. You know, everyone's you know, one of other people's heavy favorite. Uh, and that's just giving love to the wide receivers, specifically Devontae and Cooper Cup. Those two, I think, you know, uh, are definitely uh, the mashed potatoes of the dish. They are just on your team. They bring that explosiveness, uh, especially in PPR leagues that just can finish the wide receiver one every week. So, yeah, I'm going to go with that
0: definitely like that one uh you know what i think we'll we'll just end it here it was a good segment we'll just end it on a high note here uh and let's break down some games man starting with our first thursday game here i don't know why we are subjected to this every year but <laughs> the, the 3 and 7 chicago bears are traveling to detroit to take on the O nine and one Detroit Lions, this game has a forty one and a half point total. The Chicago Bears are three and a half point favorites in terms of this game here. I'm going to take. Well, the the big the big injury to note here is that Justin Fields is out. Andy Dalton's making the start, so that's that's that. I am going to take the over here. I'm going to take the Bears to cover. I'm going to take the Bears to win this game. On the Chicago side, I really like David Montgomery this week. Uh, I know, Greg, he was your of the week last week. Um, probably wish we could got a better performance out of him. I think he was probably saving that performance here for this week. He was he knew Thursday was coming. They played the early game, too, so he, he had to save some of that juice. I think he gets it this week. Uh, real nice spot here. I think Darnell Mooney. Sets up as a wide receiver, too. Uh, Andy Dalton definitely helps this offense a lot from a from a pass offense perspective. Uh, I think Cole Komet is also playable here. Uh, and then on the Detroit side, DeAndre Swift, TJ Hawkinson, end of list.
1: Yeah, um, I'm going to take the under. I'm taking the Chicago Bears to cover, and I'm also taking the Bears to win. I, I agree with you on the Chicago side, David Montgomery, has that start of the week potential uh, again this week? Even with the better matchup, uh, should continue to see the bulk of the carries. Um, I also had a season high in routes last week at 20, so that's a good sign. Darna Mooney, I think, is into that weekly wide receiver three category. I think uh, definitely the most relevant Bears pass catcher of the season. Um, had a healthy target share all year, actually at close to 25%, uh, close to 100 air yards for a Section shade Graham. So uh, continue to play Mooney with some uh, some confidence um, and. Cole Komet, he's uh, in a sh- streaming category because he should be in a hopefully in a bounce-back spot. Detroit is the same thing every week, Swift and Hawk. I mean, Swift has been your PPR RB5, and Hawkinson has been your tight end PPR RB5, five, tight end 5. So that's awesome by them to actually be relevant in this offense.
0: Yeah, I mean, Swift is product- Swift's production has been awesome. Hawkinson's been a little up and down, um, more up and down than than you would like, but... In this economy, what, what else can you ask for from a tight yes. end? Yep. Um, moving on to the 4.30 p.m. matchup here on Thursday. The 5-5 five and five Las Vegas Raiders are traveling to Dallas to take on the 7-3 and three Dallas Cowboys. This game has a 51-point total. Dallas Cowboys are 7-point favorites here. Greg, in terms of this matchup, where are you going?
1: I'm going to take the under. I'm going to take Dallas to cover and uh, Dallas to win. Um, Just on the Vegas side, you mentioned it earlier in the week, or just in general, the Vegas just is not the same without the rugs. They just really don't really know how to stretch the field. Josh Jacobs, though, he's, he's a lone RB2 in this matchup. I was encouraged by his target share in week 11. Uh, saw the second most on the team. So um, that's a very good sign for a player like Jacobs um, to, to increase his floor. Uh, Darren Waller, again, top three pla tight end play seems to be the only one that really know how to get the ball to Renfro. throws a low ceiling wide receiver three um, on Dallas side. You hope this would be again, a, a bounce back situation for this Dallas offense. Um, hopefully we don't keep saying that this, they're in a bounce back spot. That means they, Did horrible the week before, but Dak I like QB one Zeke as RB one is Lamb. Uh, We saw that he still has a chance to play, um, so that's pretty solid news. Um, If he's playing, you know he is a wide receiver one uh, that would slide scallops down to that low end wide wide receiver two territory. But without Lamb, Gallup definitely this team in targets uh, with you know Cedric Wilson getting some deeper league intrigue and Dalton Schultz. You know as that third pass catching options offense option in his offense, you know, he's been a tight end one, mid-tier tight end one played 100% of the snaps last week, so uh, definitely a great sign for that player
0: Yeah, I'm going to take the over here, I'm going to take Vegas to cover Dallas to win uh, on the Dallas side, Dak, he, he's yeah, I mean, if CeeDee Lamb plays, that'd be awesome, I mean I, I, I would, again, I always plan to be without these guys and yeah. if I get them, great um, but in the event that CD doesn't play. I think Dak loses a little bit of upside with the loss of his weapons. I'm, I'm not going out of the way, out of my way to replace him though. I think Dallas probably leans on a run game here uh, heavy, especially since uh, lost. Well, Las Vegas and is 25th the 25th ranked rush defense and early down rush EPA uh, on defense. I, I really expect, you know, obviously Zeke to have a, an impact in this game. I also expect Tony Pollard to make an impact in this game as well, coming off a short week. Uh, Zeke did practice in full, though, which again was, I was shocked to see that. <laughs> um, Michael Gallup, he's an easy wide receiver, too, if CD can't go. Uh, Cedric Wilson enters wide receiver three territory for sure if, if CD can't go. And on the Vegas side, yeah, man, I, like, I don't know what's going on with Derek Carr. Really seems, you know, seems to basically be in the tank without rugs there um Darren Waller though he's he's a top 3 option I think at the tight end position Josh Jacobs yeah his target share is has gone up which I I really like uh, has seen seven targets saw seven targets last week five targets yep. before so you know I, I really like that number there for Josh Jacobs especially when you know what he can do if they get around the goal line uh, I like Hunter or Hunter Renfro to bounce back this week uh, and I'm off Brian yeah. Nope. <laughs> uh, just completely dudded me out last week with a zero there. Like I'm done. Um, moving on to the final matchup here on Thursday, uh, 8:20 p.m. matchup. The six and four Buffalo Bills take on the five and five New Orleans Saints. This game has a 46 and a half point total. The Bills are four point favorites in this one. Uh, I'm going to take. The over here. I'm going to take Buffalo to cover Buffalo to win Josh Allen. I say this every week, but he can legit go nuclear uh, this week. I think it happens against New Orleans <laughs> Greg is shaking his head. No, uh, I mean, no,
1: I, I think it can happen, but that that's, you know,
0: yeah.
1: He, he's all, Al- is, Based off his year, this is the, the good week because he did have the, coming off the bad week. So this is the good <laughs> week now.
0: Yeah. Uh, well, if it makes you feel better, Greg, New Orleans has been absolutely terrible against quarterbacks. Uh they've given up at least 18 standard uh scoring quarterback points the last 4 games and they've given up 25 in 3 of those 4 games. This is a nice get get right spot here for Mr. Allen. Uh so naturally, I like his weapons like wide receiver 1 here, Stefan Diggs. Uh Emmanuel Sanders and Cole Beasley are both in play as wide receiver threes. Dawson Knox, he's he's back in tight end one territory. Uh, on the New Orleans side, some injury news. Uh, Alvin Kamara, he did not practice again today. Or in the practice estimation, he was he was listed as DMP. Uh, Mark Ingram was also added to the injury report with a knee injury. So it seems like he's in danger of potentially missing this game on a short week. So that would leave tony jones as the lead guy in this backfield um again buffalo they didn't show it last week but they've been a pretty good team against the run i mean that's that's
1: that's jonathan taylor you know
0: that that is a fact he's now
1: yeah he's an exception
0: (laughs) (laughs) um curious to see if Taysom hill gets to start here for new orleans or if he gets any playing time but outside of that it's tough sledding for new orleans i don't think I could really touch anybody or recommend playing anybody. Although, you know, Sean Payton's not going to get shut out like completely from this game. So,
1: yeah. Um. Yeah, I'm going to take the under. I'm going to take New Orleans to cover. I'm going to take Buffalo to win. Uh, I do agree on. yeah, on Buffalo side. Uh, New Orleans has been so bad against quarterbacks over the last four weeks, uh, giving up a, a three touchdown, total touchdowns per game. I mean, Jalen Hurts, You still see those New Orleans ankles on the field. So, I mean, you you definitely have a good spot here for Josh Allen, um, who's got to be a top five option. Um, Let's just hope he can have that consistency down the stretch when it gets to playoff time, uh, fantasy playoff time. Diggs, wide receiver one, Cole and Beasley and Sanders. Um, Beasley's a little, uh, he's limited in practice, but if he's able to go, uh, I think both of those guys are in wide receiver three category. Dawson Knox, back to that. Mid-tier, tied in one level, uh, coming off a season high, snap share, routes, targets. I think he had one of his best games of the season, actually. Uh, And, yeah, New Orleans, you don't really know who's going to start at QB. If it's Simeon, though, he has finished QB 15, QB 4, and QB 4. Like, he's been actually pretty solid uh, in the last couple weeks, so I'm willing to put him out there as a high-end QB 2. And same situation with Kamar and Mark Ingram. I mean, if those guys can't go – and you're the manager of, if you had Kamara and you had Ingram. I mean, if you got to – it's Thursday, so it's tough. Uh, you have to plug and play Tony Jones uh, and just you know, hope for the best because uh, it's a lot of slim pickings at running back. Um, and, yeah, without Adam Chapman, there's really no one that's catching the ball. Treyquan Smith did have some – he did have eight targets last week. Uh, he's probably the only name that will pop up for me uh, if I'm in, a, like, a deeper, deeper league and need somebody.
0: Are you not concerned with the fact that they're going up against Buffalo?
1: No, because Buffalo is just weird. Buffalo, it, are <laughs> Buffalo even that good? Like, they might not even win their division.
0: <laughs> <laughs> um, let's move on to Sunday at 1 p.m. We've got the 8-3 and Tennessee Titans traveling to New England to take on the 7-4 and New England Patriots. This game has a 44.5 point total. The New England Patriots are five-and-a-half-point favorites here. Greg, where do you stand on this matchup?
1: Uh, I'm going to take the over. I'm going to take the Tennessee Titans to cover. But I'm going to take New England to win. Uh, on Tennessee side, um, yeah, it's just been tough. Not, not, you know, Ryan Tannehill has held his own, so I think he's still startable. Um, I think he's in that. Again, high in QB2 territory. Uh, the running backs, I'm not touching really anybody on the Tennessee running back situation. I don't know who's going to be the guy. If, if they're behind, maybe it's Dontre Hilliard. <clears throat> if they're winning, Uh seems like it'll be the Dante Foreman getting work. But we'll, we'll see. Um, as far as the receivers, um, if A.J. Brown's able to go, you're, you're playing him. Uh, and that's about it. On the Patriots side. Mac Jones, I think, is in the streaming category here. Tennessee isn't very good against quarterbacks, uh, so he does have a solid matchup like he did last week. So he won't kill you. Um, Damian Harris and Ramon Stevenson are both low-end running back twos uh, as they probably split the work again. And uh, Kendrick Bourne is again in that low-end wide
0: receiver three category. Yeah, I'm going to take I'm I'm semi semi with you on this game. I'm going to take the under here, but I am going to take Tennessee to cover New England to win uh, on the New England side. I think I think both Stevenson and Harrison uh, Stevenson. I think both Stevenson and Harris uh, have have options or can be options as RB twos, RB threes potentially. I would if I had to play one, it would probably be Stevenson. Um, Kendrick Bourne is a high-end wide receiver three for me. Again, I really like his his deep playability and and what he could be as a uh, you know down the field presence for this offense. Uh, Jacoby Myers, a safe wide receiver three, you know with a, a safe floor wide receiver three. Uh, Mac Jones, QB two option, uh, specifically two quarterback leagues uh, on the Tennessee side. I'm off tanny this week and, and you know it's it's mainly about what New England's done. Uh I mean they've single digit quarterbacks allowed since week 7 to, to single digits in uh 3 of the last 5 weeks uh, or 4 of the last 5 weeks uh going back to week 7. Uh the only quarterback to hit double digits was Justin Herbert uh and even that was you know, 13.8 points. Um, And, you know, A.J. Brown's banged up. So with that being said, I'm going to be off Tanny. Uh, I will reluctantly play A.J. Brown, although, you know, because the matchup, again, is not going to be great. Uh, But A.J. Brown had a decent amount of success against the Patriots in the past. So I will play him. Uh, Dontrell Hilliard had 10 targets in the past game. So I, I think that makes him somewhat usable Uh, Also, uh, you know, did see a healthy five yards per carry in the run game as well. Um, So, you know, Deontay Foreman, I think, will have a role depending on how this game goes. But I I just can't see him, um, you know, with them being, them being, um, you know, the the Titans being underdogs here and this game script potentially being, you know, in, in a way where, They'll be down and the Patriots being the offense that they are and Deontay Foreman not seeing enough targets in the past game. I just think that just makes him really one dimensional and probably the back that they that they go away from in this game. But that's uh, just speculating on my part. Moving on to the next game here, the two and eight New York Jets traveling to Houston to take on the two and eight. Houston Texans, this game has a 44.5-point total. The Texans are three-point favorites. In terms of this game here, I'm going to take the over. I am going to take the Jets to cover. I am going to take the Jets to win. Uh, There was some breaking news today. Um, Zach Wilson, I mean, he was expected to get the start, but Joe Flacco and Mike White both end up on the COVID reserve list, so he definitely... No questions about it. We'll get the start uh, on the Houston side. Tyrod, he's a QB one for me this week. I, I mean, he's my my quarterback stream of the week. Uh, Brandon Cooks, he's a, a wide receiver one in, in the in this matchup against the Jets uh, secondary that has again over the last two weeks has given up the wide receiver one and uh, the wide receiver ten. Uh, David Johnson, he gets an upgrade in this matchup, so he probably settles in as an RB3. Uh, and so does Rex Burkhead, I guess. Also, Phillip Lindsay got released today, so that more opportunities for those guys. On the Jets side, uh, Elijah Moore, he's a wide receiver one going forward. I think he's earned that uh, to be in your lineup uh, going forward on a weekly basis. Todd Johnson, I believe, will be the, ba- the main benefactor here in the backfield. Uh, going forward. Uh so I think he's an R B two, but uh be on the lookout for Tevin Coleman as well. Uh and then Jamison Crowder and Corey Davis, they're both wide receiver threes uh with upside for, for slightly more than that.
1: Yeah, I'm gonna take the over I'm gonna take Houston to cover and Houston to win. Um I'm with you on the uh, analysis though with the Houston side uh Tyrod's in, in a good spot here. Um, and his main guy, Brandon Cooks, is also in a, a great spot here. Um, so I think they're both playable, and they both get a bump. Uh, Brandon Cooks with it, definitely should be a strong wide receiver two category for sure. Um, they, I mean, yeah, I'm glad they have slimmed this backfield down to finally, you know, David Johnson and Rex Burkhead. Uh, David Johnson should lead in touches, so he has some RB3 value. Um, and on the Jets' side, uh, I agree with you, Ty Johnson should be have the slight edge if, if, you know, Especially rest of the season, uh, rest of the season time, Michael Carter's out because of the, the game script that the Jets are usually in, and just receptions are king, especially in PPR leagues. Um, Elijah Moore, you're playing him uh, as a, I have him as a ranked wide receiver two weekly now nowadays, uh, especially higher than, than Corey Davis, and yeah, Crowder is that you know PPR wide receiver three uh, that you could rely on as well.
0: Definitely uh, moving on to this next game here. We got the five and six Philadelphia Eagles traveling to MetLife. This mm-hmm. record can't be right that I have here for the Giants. Oh, it's because, okay. Three and seven. The, yeah, they three lost seven. last time. Yeah, the three yeah. and seven New York Giants. Uh, this game has a forty-six and a half point total. The Philadelphia Eagles are three point favorites here. Uh, Greg, where are you in terms of this matchup here?
1: I'm gonna take the under. Uh, I'm gonna take the Eagles to cover and the Eagles to win. Uh, I was about to pick the Giants just because of that, you know, the getting rid of Jason Garrett. You know, teams getting inspired after making a move like that. But I still think the Eagles are on a roll right now. Um, on the Eagles side, Jalen Hurts continue to fire him up. I believe he is now the QB one in fantasy. Um that is yeah, it's pretty pretty awesome. So yeah, keep him rolling. Uh Miles Sanders, he's should be in a in a good spot here, especially with um <clears throat> the injury to Jordan Howard. Uh and just him being healthier. Miles Sanders himself, he should be on track to lead this team in carries and, and, and touches with the running backs. So I have him as a rb B two. Uh and as far as their receivers, Devontae Smith is the only one I'm really playing. Um, they par- kind of follow this offense to him passing wise. Uh, and on the giant side, I'm off of Dame Jones until I can see it. Uh, I'm off of I really, yeah, Kadarius Tony 12 targets. I do like that number. Um, so I have him in, you know, in, in wide receiver three category. Uh, Saquon, uh, I think you. He's not going to be outside my top 20 ever. Um, just want to see something better from this offense. This has been pretty abysmal. Like they they cannot score. Graham Gano. Uh, I think the stat they're showing that 30% or 40% of their offense comes from field goal kicks. Uh, this this team, I, I just need to see it. So I mean, until I do see it, they all get kind of are at a slight bump down. Like their cap is is so uh, pretty tough, especially in shallow leagues. Uh, if you have better play than like a Saquon or something like that.
0: Yeah, I definitely, I definitely hear that. I think they, I think they bounced back this week. Uh, Phil, Philadelphia. Uh, well, I am going to take the over. I am going to take Philly to cover. I am going to take Philly to win. Um, I think Daniel Jones could potentially sneak into a QB one finish here. Uh, Saquon could also, you know, I, yeah, I agree with you. He he's probably not in that RB one conversation. Uh, because of the offense that they're in. Uh, hopefully he can get better uh, with Freddie so, Kitchens. <laughs> uh, I mean, that's definitely the hope there. But, um, you know, I think he's a mid-range RB1 potentially, uh, mid, you know, mid-range RB2, a high-end RB2 that can get into the middle RB1. But uh, Kadarius Tony, he definitely faces another tough matchup. Philly has been good against wide receivers. Mm-hmm. Uh, so, you know, it's definitely tough there. Uh, But they've been terrible against tight ends, and that's where Evan Ingram comes in as our our tight end stream of the week. Uh, On the Philadelphia side, Jalen Hurts, once again, a top three option at the quarterback position. Uh, Devontae Smith, a wide receiver, one for me this week. Uh, Dallas Goddard, he's seen an absurd uh, 35% target share in the last three weeks, and so – uh, just just got paid, so just continue to fire him up as a, a top seven option at the, at the tight end position. And the Miles Sanders, I think, uh, you know, comes into a good matchup here against a, a weak Giants rush defense. Uh, I have him down as an RB, two, but there's obviously upside for more than that.
1: Yeah, absolutely. Definitely. Uh, hopefully he can he can back uh, to being, you know, a, a good running back. He'd be, be nice to possibly be a league winner.
0: Yeah, that would definitely be nice. Uh, moving on to this next matchup here. We've got the six and three Tampa Bay Buccaneers. Six sorry, seven and three Tampa Bay Buccaneers. Uh obviously you can see I didn't update my sheet after Monday night football. Uh the seven and three Tampa Bay Buccaneers traveling to Indianapolis to take on the fire wow, the hot fire Indianapolis Colts. 6-5 uh, and five Indianapolis Colts. Uh, in terms of this matchup here, I am going to take the over. I this You could call this a cop-out, whatever you want to do. I, I was going back and forth on this game so, so much, but I'm going to take Indianapolis to cover three points, but I will take Tampa Bay to win the game. Uh, JT uh, on the Indianapolis side, RB1 again. I mean, he's got to be considered the RB1, tough matchup or not. Uh, you have to play the man for sure. The question is not playing. Um, the question is just will he finish as a top three running back again, um, you know, given the matchup and the history that Tampa Bay has against running backs on the season. Uh, but we saw Antonio Gibson get it done a couple of weeks ago. Uh, so, you know, give the man the ball enough. See what happens. Just give uh, it to him. <laughs> Wentz is a mid-range QB, two. I think the nature of this game, I could see this really being a weird game. I think he has some upside for more in this one, especially with all the attention being on on Jonathan Taylor. Uh, Michael Pittman, he's in that wide receiver one, wide receiver two territory. Um, I think he's always in line to catch a touchdown. Uh, Jonathan Taylor's not going to score five touchdowns every week. Some of those are going to end up going to put guys like Michael Pittman. Uh, And then I think Naheem Hines has some intrigue in this game as well. So uh, curious to see how this goes out. But Tom Brady on the Tampa Bay side, he's going to go off in this one against Indianapolis. I I just definitely see a a top flight performance coming here from TB12. Uh, Mike Evans and Chris Godwin, they're both wide receiver ones. Uh, Wide receiver two, wide receiver one upside. Obviously, you see how it goes. Uh, Chris Godwin. Was his day on on uh, the other on Monday night, uh, and we've seen Mike Evans have his day as well. And if AB can go, that'd be a huge boost for this pass offense. Um, but then on you know in the run game, Lenny I think is uh, an RB one, uh, borderline RB two. Uh, Scott got st- a touchdown stolen from him yesterday by Rojo, but uh, I think he he's he's the back that you want that you want to roster in, in this backfield and, and play.
1: Yeah, I'm gonna take the over. I'm also gonna take I'm gonna take Tampa to cover and Tampa to win, but I would not be surprised if if N D one just they have the formula to win every game, honestly, because they have JT, man. That, that's how Tennessee was winning games against these tough teams. You you could do it as long as you got a workhorse running back to control the offense. Uh, and, yeah, the, you can score points on the Bucs. Um, they're not as scary as the defense as they were last year. You just need uh, a you know, an offense that's comfortable. But, you know, obviously the Giants can't do that. So the I do like Carson Wentz a little bit. Uh, I think he is in that uh, high-end QB2 range as well. Um, I do love JT. There's nothing really more to be said about him at this point. You know, no matter what matchup he's facing. Michael Pittman, uh he's a low end he's a high end wide receiver too, uh, for me. Um, I think they we'll have to rely back on him on on Michael Pittman and throwing the ball down the field. So you you like his match, like his him on the Tampa Bay side, Tom Brady uh, mentioned how he's been doing well this year. He's the quarterback two this year in fantasy so he's money you expect uh him to go off i agree with you and for net low in rb1 in this matchup uh i do love goblin and evans goblin has been killing of late and i do like love love gronk this week especially in this matchup uh and D is also not very good against tight ends so uh yeah gronk is healthier uh, and should be better especially if ab can't go again
0: yeah, uh, moving on to this next 1 p.m. matchup, we got the 4-6 and 6 Atlanta Falcons traveling to Jacksonville to take on the 2-8 and 8 Jacksonville Jaguars. This game has a 46.5-point total. The Atlanta Falcons are one-point favorites, essentially a pick em here. Greg, where are you going with this matchup?
1: With this matchup, I'm going to take the over. I'm going to take Atlanta to cover. Uh, I'm going to take Atlanta to win. Um, on Jacksonville's side, I did mention Trevor Lawrence as a, you know, desperation stream quarterback. Uh, I think I do like his matchup here. Atlanta's horrible against quarterbacks. Um, so I think he's going to be able to, you know, have a, have a decent day, especially for, for two quarterback leagues. Um, James Robinson, he's an RB one. Um, if I think Trevor Lawrence is going to be decent, I think he, Marvin Jones would probably be the main beneficiary. Um, and the other, I mean, Jamai was on Ninja Reserve, that which is definitely not good for this offense. Uh, he was definitely uh, someone, you know, I know you like to, throughout the year. So hopefully, LaVisca Sonal, I mean, it takes, it's got to take a lot of people to for the, to get hurt first. LaVisca to hopefully get some some touches. But uh, I think Marvin Jones is in that wide receiver three category. Uh, on Atlanta side, Cordell Patterson. You hope he can – he's questionable. You hope he can come back and play. Uh, if he does, he's back in that RB1 slash wide receiver one category. Uh, Kyle Pitts. Uh, he's back, not playing New England, so he's back to where he should be uh, as a top five tight end. Uh, and yeah, I'm not gonna. I think Trevor Lawrence has a better finish than Matt Ryan this week, so I'm a. I'm gonna stay off Matt Ryan.
0: Yeah, I am gonna take the under here. I'm gonna take the Falcons to cover. I'm gonna take the Falcons to win. Uh, definitely hoping that Cordell Patterson can play. Uh, if he can go, he's he's. I think a top ten option at whatever position you want to play him at. Uh Kyle Pitts, uh top five option at the tight end position. Uh Russell Gage, I think, has some intrigue. Uh regardless though. I mean, Matt Ryan's gonna have to throw the ball to somebody. Uh so even if Cordero Patterson doesn't go, or if especially if Cordero Patterson doesn't go, I think Russell Gage has some intrigue. Uh, on the Jacksonville side, you, I do like Trevor Lawrence as well. Not a bad quarterback play this week for uh, desperate managers there, especially those in two quarterback leagues. James Robinson, I, I think he's an RB2. Obviously, his volume always puts him in line to potentially, um, you know, produce more than that as, as more than an RB2. Uh, Marvin Jones, I'm with you. He's the wide receiver that I probably would play if I had to play one. Uh, Dan Arnold is still a streaming option. And, yeah. Like who has to decide they want to quit football in order for <laughs> Lavisca Chenault to be good, to be usable? Like who is it? Because I, uh, I, I really want to facts bro. Um yeah, all right. Let's move on to this next matchup: the five and six Carolina Panthers traveling to Miami to take on the three and eight Miami Dolphins. This game has a forty-two and a half point total. The Carolina Panthers are one-point favorites, where this is essentially a pick In terms of this matchup here, I am going to take the under. I am going to take Carolina to cover. I will take Carolina to win. On the Carolina side, CMC, he's an RB1. Cam Newton, he's a QB1. Uh, DJ Moore, he's a wide receiver 2 for me. Uh, Robbie Anderson, a wide receiver 3. Uh, obviously, both those guys have upside for more than that. Uh, Jalen Model on the Miami side, he's a high end wide receiver too. I call two of this week, a high end quarterback two. Uh, you know, that's your quarterback streaming week. I th- definitely think there's QB one potential there for sure. Uh Miles Gaskin, uh he's now getting the volume to can be considered that RB two, rb V three again that we that we liked coming into this year. Uh and then Mike Gesicki, he's he's been down, but I'm gonna continue to lean on him at the tight end position.
1: Yeah, I'm going to take the over. I'm going to take Carolina to cover uh, Carolina to win Um, on Carolina side. I do really love to. I mean, not to this week. I do really love Cam this week. Um, Cam is in in a great spot. Miami's also horrible against quarterbacks. And you saw what Cam did last week. He's definitely a QB one Um, CMC rb1 just slide him in there top two top three wherever everyone every week with the the highest floor of any of these running backs uh in fantasy uh dj moore uh, one, wide receiver two and robbie anderson uh bumped down to right outside the top 30 for for me uh and on my side i do have to yep as is the is my stream of the week uh so i think he's definitely serviceable here um Miles Gaskin uh, continuing to play him and in that running back two category, uh, yeah, and Jalen Waddle uh, will continue to you know play well, get you uh, five to six receptions a game, and uh, just give you a very safe floor. And Gasecki, uh, those two weapons uh, all year has uh, been been great for Tua and whoever the quarterback is by for Miami as far as pass catching.
0: Definitely, definitely. Uh, and then moving on to our last 1 p.m. game here, we've got the. 5-4-1 Pittsburgh Steelers traveling to Cincinnati to take on the 6-4 and four Cincinnati Bengals. This game has a 45.5-point total, where the Bengals are 3.5-point favorites. Greg, where are you at with this matchup?
1: I'm going to take the under. I'm going to take Pittsburgh to cover, but I'm going to take Cincy to win uh, on the Bengals' side. Uh, Joe Barrow, Joe um, I Think he's a low in QB one in this matchup. Uh, Joe Mixon, though, he's an RB one. Uh, just the volume he's going to get every week. Uh, you, you like his, um, his, you know, what he what he can do in a game. Uh, as far as the receivers, Jamar Chase, T. Higgins, those are my, though my one two. Uh, Tyler Boyd is questionable, so keep an eye on that. But even if so, if he's not able to go, that just kind of gives an extra bump to those two guys uh, as far as target share. Um, and on the Steelers side, Ben, I think, you know, I also mentioned him as being a guy that, that is in play. Uh, he's been better, definitely, in the second half of the year. Uh, only has four picks on the year, too, so he's not hasn't been killing you. Um, so I think he's playable. Najee Harris, of course, your RB1. I think you're able to you know, survive that sort of concussion, so you continue to play him. Uh, and Deontay Johnson will continue to be a low and wide receiver one uh in Claypool I think he's also a low one wide receiver too to top 24 play who's been um pretty consistent as long as he stay healthy you know he, he able to have some intrigue Pat Feimer tight in one low and tight in one I mean he's been sharing the snaps with Ebron a little bit more and more but uh he still has the the touchdown upside so I like him as the touchdown preference
0: yeah and uh you know, I'm glad you mentioned Ebron. Ebron is actually out for he had to have surgery, so he'll oh. be out for an extended period of time, which means all those tight end snaps are going to Patty Muth, Patty yes, Fryer, Muth, Yeah, the Steelers are always Steelers fans are always find a way to do that. For a
1: tight
0: end. Um, but moving on to or oh, my my picks for this game, uh, I'm taking the under here, taking the, the Steelers to cover, taking the Bengals to win, though. Joe Mixon, bona fide RB1 for sure in this matchup. Uh, Joe Burrow, uh, he's, yeah, he's borderline QB1 on the, on that QB1-QB2 border for me. Uh, Jamar Chase, he's come back down to earth a little bit, uh, but I still think you roll him out there as you do with, with Higgins, who I, I know has definitely been frustrating for managers, but I, I'm not off Higgins um, for for the Steelers. Najee, top five running back, uh for sure this week. Uh Deontay Johnson, that high end wide receiver two. Chase Claypool, he's come on as well. So he's a, he's a wide receiver two for me. Uh and then Patty Fryermuth, he's a rest of the season uh tight end one, um, for sure.
1: Yeah, absolutely. Yeah. Um definitely the sleeper tight end of the year for me.
0: And the first 4 o'clock game here, 4.05 p.m., we got the 6-4 and four L.A. Chargers traveling to Denver to take on the 5-5 five and five Denver Broncos. This game has a 47-point total where the Chargers are 2.5-point favorites here. In terms of this matchup here, I am going to take the over. I am going to take the Chargers to cover. I am going to take the Chargers to win. Uh, on the Denver side, Teddy B., He's a QB two this week. Uh, I think Jerry Judy, uh, he's a wide receiver one in in a great matchup here this week. Uh, Melvin Gordon and Javante Williams, both RB twos with definitely upside for more. I'm I'm comfortable starting both of them, I think, in a matchup like this against a Chargers defense that struggled against the run. Uh, Tim Patrick, he's a wide receiver two. And I think Cortland Sutton, although he did get paid along along with Tim Patrick, Cortland Sutton will have to be the odd man out for me this week. He'll have to uh he'll he'll go on Mike Williams probation, he'll have to prove it to me. <laughs> and hopefully he goes off for uh twenty points on my bench and somebody else's starting lineup. <laughs> uh at tight end, I think the matchup here is good for both of these guys to have an opportunity to make a play so or to have some impact. I obviously will lean Fant, assuming that he is healthy and fully ready to go. Uh, On the Chargers side, Herbert, QB1 this week. Keenan Allen, great spot here against Denver. Uh, Eckler, going to be that RB1 for you. Uh, Not going to score four touchdowns again this week. I mean, maybe he might. That'd be awesome. Uh, But Mike Williams, he's earned our trust back as a wide receiver too for now.
1: Yeah, I'm going to take. Uh, the over, I'm going to take, actually, I'm going to take Denver to cover and I'm going to take Denver to win. Uh, them being home, I think, given the slight edge and this, this, this division has just been so, uh, just even par. Um, on Denver side, Teddy Glove, I do agree, is in that QB2 territory. Um, Melvin Gordon, Javante Williams, uh, the, you know, prime example of that, just the running backs eating each other up um so but i do think they're both in that low and rb2 category like harris Harrison, stevenson um as far as the receivers uh they're just locking up sutton and tim patrick man they're just preparing for aaron Rodgers, man they're just doing all these moves man to to get it done uh to show the stability of all the targets that Aaron Rodgers could have on his team um but i agree if i had to rank them it is judy uh then tim patrick and then sutton um Noah Fant, he's in a great matchup here. Uh, I think he's in start of the week uh you know um potential here. So I do like Noah Fant for sure. Uh, as a mid-tier tight end one on the charger side, you're starting Herbert as a QB one. Uh he's the QB five on the year, I believe, right now. Um and yeah, Eichler, you're playing him, just can do it in rushing, passing, no matter what you could do. He he's a top five player at the RB rest of the season. Uh, Keenan Allen wide receiver one and, and Mike Williams. Yeah, he's definitely entered that back into that top 30 value uh, with some boom because uh, he can always get into the, the end zone.
0: Definitely, man, definitely uh, moving on to our next 4 p.m. game 4:25 p.m. We've got the five and five Minnesota Vikings traveling to San Fran, Santa Clara to take on the five and five San Francisco 49ers. This game has a, 48 and a half point total where the Niners are three-point favorites. Greg, where are you at with this matchup here?
1: I'm taking the over. I'm taking San Fran to cover and San Fran to win. I think there will be a lot of points in this game, uh, kind of like the Minnesota-Green Bay game last week. Uh, so I do love Kirk Cousins. Um, I do love his weapons. And Dalvin Cook, top five play at, for RB1. Um, still only four touchdowns on the year. I think he can definitely get more positive regression for more. Jefferson and Thielen both are have wide receiver one upside. Um I think, you know, defenses well the forty nine ers kinda will focus a little more on Jefferson this week. So maybe Thielen will get some action after what Jefferson did last week. Uh and Tyler Conklin that uh you know streaming in streaming conversation tight end that you, you always uh will need on Sunday morning if you need a tight end he'll be there. Uh on the forty nine side Jimmy G Will continue to be a quality streaming option uh, over the last three or four weeks. Uh, continue to play him um, with some low and borderline QB1 upside. Uh, no, Elijah Mitchell uh, is questionable, but um, so we'll check keeping on his status for sure. Uh, and if he's able to go, of course, he's the the lead option. If not, Jeff Wilson Jr. will probably get the bulk of the touches. But you're not expecting the same outcome, especially as Elijah Mitchell, who, who has a RB1 upside. Uh, and Brandon Ayuk, the receivers are in a great spot here. Brandon Ayuk, I think, is in an excellent spot here, uh, and Debo Samuel as well, um, and George Kittle, of course, uh, one, two, three with Darren Waller and George Kittle. I mean, Darren Waller and Travis Kelsey every week.
0: Yeah, this game has some intrigue to me. Um, you know, you got the Kyle Shanahan, Kirk Cousins connection from their days in Washington. So that's interesting for sure. But I am going to take the over here. I am going to take Minnesota to cover. I am going to take Minnesota to win uh, on a Minnesota. I feel like I've just been disrespecting Minnesota way too much. Uh, you know, they keep getting these wins against quality teams, and, and uh, I'm, like, picking against them every week. So I'm going to pick them against a the Niners team, which, you know, shouldn't be favored uh, when you really look at the the quality of the wins that each team has. I mean, outside of the Rams win, um you know that's up there but the, the the Vikings like went toe-to-toe with the Cardinals and whatnot but whatever neither here nor there uh I on the Minnesota side Justin Jefferson he's a wide receiver one for sure uh Dalvin Cook think this is a bounce back week for him as a top three option at the position uh Kirk Cousins should be able to stay continue staying hot I guess the Niners uh Adam Thielen, He's in that wide receiver three range with the upside for more, because uh, he obviously has the ability to catch a touchdown uh, literally every week. So uh, on the Niner side, yeah, this is an awesome matchup for um, the wide receivers. Debo Samuel, who's like a pseudo running back here for the 49ers, uh, obviously that adds to his floor, so that's awesome. Uh, Brandon Ayuk, I think he's in, like, weekly wide receiver two territory now, just just based on his usage and, and where his volume is at. And then Jimmy G, he's in a, a really good spot here to be uh, lower end QB1. Uh, and like you were saying, George Kittle, back to being at a top three option at the tight end position. So I, I definitely like that for sure.
1: Yeah, this is going to be a sneaky, very fun game. I'm, I'm excited for this one.
0: Yeah, Definitely. Uh, At the same time at 425 p.m. in Green Bay, Wisconsin, we will have the seven and three L.A. Rams taking on the eight and three Green Bay Packers where this game has a 40 and a half point total. The Green Bay Packers are one point favor. So essentially a pick them here. Uh, I'm going to take the over here. I'm going to take Green Bay to cover. I will take Green Bay to win on the Green Bay side. Aaron Rodgers. QB1, uh, Devontae Adams, and A.J. Dillon, I think they're both ones at their position. I mean, the matchup is relatively tough here going up against the Rams, but a game where there should be a decent amount of points. You've got Sean McVay, Mike LaFleur, or Matt LaFleur. You know, there should be, again, a decent amount of scoring opportunities here. So definitely like that. And then Marquez Valdez-Scantling, he's in line here for... uh, you know, for another big week, potentially Uh on the Rams side, Matthew Stafford. He's cooled off a bit. But again, Sean McVay coming off a loss off of the bye week. I think he gets him and this entire Rams offense. Right. Uh Cooper Cup. Not not quite top. Uh, not quite the wide receiver one for me this week, but he is a top five option for me at the position. Uh Oda Beckham Jr. can be a high end wide receiver three. Daryl Henderson. Jr. is an RB2, uh, and then Tyler Higby I think, uh, is startable as a tight end one.
1: Yeah, I'm going to take the under. I'm going to take Green Bay to cover and Green Bay to win. Uh, on the Packer side, uh, I'm with you. Aaron Rodgers, Devontae Adams, and A.J. Dillon, uh, I think all three of these guys um, are going to be ones at their position, uh, especially, you know, Alan Lazardi's question, where he's been banged up, so MVS does have some intrigue as being that complimentary guy. Um, hopefully and I will definitely want to see that two weeks in a row. So that, that'd be great for him um, on the Rams side. Um, Matt Stafford. Yeah. He's, he's a borderline QB one for me in this matchup. Um, you know, Minnesota I mean, was able to cook uh green Bay. So I think Cooper cup is got to have some high and wide receiver one value. Uh, There's the main guy is going to get a lot of targets. Um Darryl Henderson. He's in play, of course, as you know, a low-end RB one uh, with his his volume, and yeah, ho- hopefully, you know, after the bye week, they get Odell in this offense more. I think he has, you know, wide receiver three uh, value. You, you just you just want to see it at this point, man. And you know, he's you know definitely running out of chances. He's been dropped in some leagues too. I'm ready. I'm definitely scooping him up to give him a chance. Um, but I can understand someone that was so frustrated him that he got dropped uh, in leagues. Um, so yeah, uh, Tyler Higby. I think he's definitely in, in that low end to tight end one category. He, he's he been very serviceable this year, um, giving you safe performances.
0: Yeah, definitely like that. Uh, let's move on to Sunday Night Football, man. And we've got the 6-5 and five Cleveland Browns traveling to Baltimore to take on the 7-3 and three Baltimore Ravens. This game takes place at 8.20 p.m. The Baltimore Ravens are... Four-point favorites in this game where a 46.5-point total. Greg, where do you stand here with this matchup?
1: Yeah, I'm also taking the under in this game, taking the Cleveland Browns to cover, but I'm going to take the Ravens to win. Uh, I think just, you know, Cleveland's strength is running the football. That's one of Baltimore's weaknesses, uh, um, So, except last week's. But, you know, I think this will keep Cleveland in it. Um, but Lamar Jackson's not going to lose this game. Uh, I do love Lamar. He should be back. I'm ready to go. Uh, he's questionable, but uh, I think he'd be able to play. He's a, you know, top uh, QB option. Um, as far as the rushing, it's slimmed down to, you know, again, Devontae Freeman. <clears throat> Latavius Murray, uh, Devontae Freeman, I think it definitely has the slider edge. Uh, it's in the low-end RB2 category. Uh, Marquise Hollywood-Brown, uh, low-end wide receiver one, and, and Bateman, uh, I think that is with Lamar Jackson being back uh sneaks back into that low and wide receiver two category as well uh on Cleveland side all i do want to play is nick chubb and just give me more of nick chubb uh if kareem hunt can come back and play uh we'll see if he can but i mean cleveland i believe has a bye next week and then so i wouldn't be surprised if they hold hunt through the bye uh, but yeah other than that just give me more nick chubb
0: yeah i i am gonna take the over here i'm gonna take baltimore to cover baltimore to win on the Baltimore side, Devontae Freeman, high in RB2, uh, has been seeing some good work lately, so definitely like that. Mark Andrews, I think, deserves more respect, needs to be discussed with those top three guys more often, are, right? because uh, he's been killing it. Uh, hopefully, Hollywood Brown can regain his mantle as, as a wide receiver. One, he he was killing it. Obviously, a thigh injury for somebody who runs really, really fast is not ideal, Um so we'll see what happens there Rashad Bateman I think he's a, he's like he's stuck in like forever wide receiver three territory it seems like he's not getting he's not getting touchdowns he's not getting like 100 yard games uh so definitely want to see more from him uh and obviously I think Lamar Jackson definitely a QB1 uh for sure and then on the Cleveland side yeah Nick Chubb uh I I mean he's obviously the the guy you want to go to in this Browns offense uh, if Kareem Hunt can go that'd be nice uh, yeah but, definitely you know we'll see what happens if they do hold him out like you were saying uh what they cuz they do have the bye next week uh Donovan Peoples Jones if he if he's available I, I'd like to play him but uh the guy hasn't played or hasn't uh, I think he was you know he was injured last week and was limited the week before uh so you know, obviously, that's also tied to Baker's health as well. You know, how is Baker doing? You know, can he throw the ball down the field? So, we'll see Accurally. if
1: Case Accurately, too.
0: <laughs> yeah, accurately, right?
1: <laughs> oh, I forgot we'll to mention Jarvis Landry. Yeah, yeah, yeah.
0: <laughs> well, no, I think Jarvis is dealing with the knee injury, so I don't even know if he can play. I'm not even going to bother mentioning him anyway, but yeah, um, yeah. Austin Hooper, I think, has some intrigue here. You know, Baltimore has been weak against the tight end position, and so... Uh, there's way too many tight ends to choose from, but if I have to choose one, it will be Austin Hooper. But I'm curious to see if Baker even plays in this one with how banged up he is. Um, Moving on to the final game of the week, the Monday night football game, we have the three and seven Seattle Seahawks traveling to Washington to take on the four and six Washington football team. This game has a 46 point total where the Seahawks are one point favorites. Essentially a pick them here and take in terms of this game. I will take the under. I will take Seattle to cover. I will take Seattle to win. Russell Wilson just sneaks into quarterback one territory for me. Uh Tyler Lockett, DK Metcalf, those guys, both obviously wide receiver twos, but they have upside for way, way more than that. We know that. So definitely going to put those guys in your lineup. Uh Gerald Everett. He's been coming on as of late. I think he has an opportunity here to be a tight end one coming into this week. Uh I have no idea what's going on with the running back situation, but it's a decently good matchup. My guess is that it will be Collins, but I honestly don't know if I want anything to do with it at this point. Uh, for Washington, Taylor Heineke, he's a borderline quarterback one. I think he actually is a QB one for me. Uh, Terry McLaurin, he's a wide receiver 1-2, borderline 1-2. and two. Um, And then Antonio Gibson, he's an RB2. Had a much better stat line last week. Uh, almost had 100 yards rushing. Uh, and then Logan Thomas expected to make his return off of injured reserve. Matchup is real nice here against Seattle, so I think he has tight on one upside as well.
1: Yeah, I'm going to take the under. I'm going to take Washington to cover. I'm going to take Washington to win um i just need to see it from seattle especially you know russell wilson um maybe it's still affecting him a little bit but on his side uh i have him as a, a high-end qb2 uh i don't really like the running backs but you, you're you have a, if you have a starting running back like Alex collins it seems like they, they cap him right when he gets to 10 uh 11 carries they just stop giving him the ball um and you know they they need to get in the red zone for him to kind of get touchdowns uh, so I have Alex Cousins as a RB3. Um, Lockett and DK, though, I'm I'm playing them uh, as wide receiver twos. But, again, I agree with you that, that wide receiver one upside, uh, if Seattle can figure it out. Uh, on Washington side, I do like Taylor Honenke. I would probably rank him higher than Wilson in this matchup. AG, I love him in this matchup as well, especially because Seattle's pretty bad against running backs. And Terry McLaurin and Logan Thomas, the two pass catchers you definitely want. Uh, McLaurin. Can always make special plays like he did last week, and Logan Thomas, I think, inches back into the straight into that mid mid tier tight end one category. Uh, was averaging about ten PPR points before he uh got injured.
0: Yeah, it's it's funny you mentioned that you have Heineke higher than Wilson. I actually also have Heineke higher than Wilson one spot. Uh, Heineke's my quarterback eleven, Wilson my quarterback twelve. So there you go. Um, all right, let's get into the start starts of the week, Greg. So. Mm-hmm. Good quarterback started the week on this Thanksgiving special or Thanksgiving week here. Who you giving to these people?
1: I'm going with Superman himself Cam Newton going against Miami uh the Dolphins uh in this matchup. Uh Miami is very bad been bad against quarterbacks all season long, uh giving up uh, almost two touchdowns passing touchdowns a game, but also giving up some uh, rushing yards as well. Uh almost 290 passing yards as well. Cam Newton coming off, you know, Straight off the his week Do pretty accurately had two passing touchdowns, uh, 27 passing attempts, but again that that rushing that he always going to bring uh, had a rushing touchdown as well. Just we'll have a safe floor, but I think with the points in this game he's going to have an explosive day.
0: Definitely love that man. It's it's all, fantasy football is definitely more fun when Cam is a QB one. Yes sir. Uh, speaking of things that are needed in fantasy football, you compared this man to a turkey. Uh, and so he will make it <laughs> turkey, I think, out of the Indianapolis Colts defense. I'm talking about Tom Brady going up against the Colts, who've allowed the eighth most fancy points to the quarterback position. Brady's been slowed down a little bit these last couple of weeks, but has a nice get right spot here versus Indy. And Brady might even get Antonio Brown back, which would be an even bigger boost. So uh, Tom Brady, stay away from the strawberries. Uh, Stay away from all the things, the avocados and things you don't eat and just focus on getting ready to destroy the Indianapolis Colts past defense.
1: Yeah, he just needed the Giants to get right real quick. You know, he, he's back. He's got his, his boys back. So he'd be. All right.
0: Yeah, man, definitely. Uh, Greg, you're running back start of the week, man. What do you got?
1: I mentioned uh, I love his matchup. I do love Antonio Gibson going against Seattle this week. Uh, I think the game script works for him as I have Washington uh, to win the game. Seattle um, giving up over 100 rushing yards a game to to running backs as well as almost seven receptions a game to running backs. Um, so, A.G., a guy that's going to get. Almost 20 carries in this game. Uh, I think he's going to have over 100-yard day, which would be the first of the season. But I really believe in his success in this game. And I uh, think he's definitely going to be a, a great play for, for the people this week.
0: Definitely like that one. Uh, like I said, his performance, he was much better last week. And so if he can carry that into a good matchup against Seattle, that would definitely be nice. I'm actually going to piggyback off your start of the week from last week. That is Dave Montgomery, because I, I definitely love this matchup here. Going up against Detroit, Uh, over the last three weeks, Detroit has given up the 10th most PPR points to the running back position. Monty's going to have the benefit of playing in an Andy Dalton-led offense, which will mean more rush attempts for him, smaller likelihood of losing out on touchdowns, and possibly even more targets in the passing game. And again, can't reiterate how good this matchup is here. I think Monty's in store for a top five week.
1: Yeah, definitely. I totally agree with that. That's gonna be a, a smash bot. He's gonna be the MVP of Thanksgiving.
0: Definitely. Man will be chomping the turkey leg
1: mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. on our <laughs> on your
0: television screen at uh about three o'clock. Um wide receiver start of the week, Greg. What do we got here, man?
1: Oh, man, you already know the guy on the board. I'm going to go Brandon Ayuk going against uh, Minnesota. Uh, just the, the matchup is going to be money this week. Uh, you know, Minnesota got killed by Devontae, getting killed by wide receivers all season, giving up 195 receiving yards a game to the wide receiver position. Brandon Ayuk has been tuning up uh, just last couple weeks, uh, getting over, you know, two games over eight targets. Seven, at least seven targets, three of the last four games with seven targets. Uh, this man's been usage has been high and the snapshot has been up as well. Uh, season high 93% last week time for season high. Yeah, start this man up. Brandon and blow up game is today. Don't read that day.
0: Yeah, man. I mean, the man is officially out of the, the Kyle Shanahan doghouse. So you got to love mm-hmm. that. Uh, yeah, he was definitely in consideration for me in start of the week territory. But I ended up going with another guy, Jerry Judy, going up against Ooh. the Los Angeles Chargers. Chargers look like a bad matchup on paper, especially when you go on Yahoo and you you like you get ready to start Jerry Judy and they're like oh it's red, but over the last three weeks the L.A. Chargers allow the ninth most PPR points to the wide receiver position. Jerry Judy leads the Broncos in target share over the last three over the last three games since returning from injury at twenty five percent. And again, like I mentioned, Chargers started strong. But over the last three games, they've given up at least 22 PPR points to the opposing wide receiver one. Mm. All three of those wide receivers went over 100 yards, and two of them saw the end zone that day start Jerry Judy up.
1: Yeah, you got to love that. Those are some good numbers right there.
0: Greg, your tight end start of the week, man. What do we got?
1: I'm going to go with Rob Gronkowski. Rob Gronkowski. Come on against the Indianapolis Colts, you know, that little tight end uh, quarterback start of the week stack uh, because, uh, you know, Tom Brady's got to get his main guy. One of his main guys, Roman Krakowski, uh, back more healthy this week You a great matchup going against Indianapolis, uh, who's given up eight targets, to, eight targets a game to the tight end position. Uh, it's a pretty bad number. Um, they're bottom 10 in the league against tight ends. Uh, and, you know, Gronk in, in that end zone That's where Tom Brady loves to use him. I think he gets a touchdown in this game.
0: Yeah, definitely got to like the stack there. Uh, I'm actually going to go with Logan Thomas as my tight end start of the week. And this is tentative. I mean, assuming that he is activated off the IR and plays on Monday night. Uh, But he's, again, he's been on IR, should be coming back. And just in time for this cake of a matchup here against Seattle, which allows the fourth most PPR points to opposing tight ends over these last three weeks. Uh, they just gave up two touchdowns to Zach Ertz last week as well, and he comes just in time to a team that's in desperate, desperate need of a number two option in the pass game and one that utilizes the tight end. The tight end runs a ton of routes, sees sees some targets in this game, and Logan Thomas, who, like Greg said, was averaging about 10 PPR points prior to his, his uh, injury, steps right in to resume his tight end one role.
1: Yeah, got to love that. Uh, Logan Thomas, one of the uh, breakout candidates for a lot of people this year. So hopefully he can finish strong for the people.
0: Definitely. And this one is actually I wanted to make him a stream of the week because he's got some. I mean, Greg, I screenshotted. I sent it to you. The schedule down the stretch. I've never seen so much green in my life. (laughs) Uh, I mean, this this that that schedule is awesome. So uh, this is more like a rest of season type of deal here with Logan Thomas. Um but now it's time for everybody's favorite game, get money, and on this special Thanksgiving week, I actually get to go first. Yes sir. Uh, because I just I I just do. So my uh my first pick here, I'm actually going to go with the man himself, the bad man Jonathan Taylor. I just like his first name, so I'm going to go with him.
1: Love that. You it's a great first 9,
0: pick. by the way.
1: Yeah, I mean, it's worth every dollar. Um, you know, McCaffrey was over 10,000 in the years he was doing it. But JT's getting like 50 points for you. So uh, I like, I'm going to take Najee Harris at 8,800 uh, going against Cincinnati, who's also been very bad against running back. So I think this is a, a nice bounce back for Najee to go back to regular top three value, top five value.
0: I like that. Uh, I'm actually going to go with um, Elijah Moore. 6,400 going up against Houston. I'll stick him in there as my first wide receiver.
1: As my other running back, I'm going to take Miles Sanders at 6,100 going against the Giants. Um, Yeah, I think this is a a nice little breakout game for Miles.
0: Uh, I'm going to go Brandon Cooks as my second wide receiver. Get that in-game stack there, 6,500 going up against the New York Jets.
1: I'm going to go my wide receiver start of the week, Brandon Ayuk at 6,300 going against Minnesota. Uh,
0: For my wide receiver, my third wide receiver here, uh, I'm going with my wide receiver start of the week, Jerry Judy, 6,100 going up against Denver.
1: My second wide receiver, I'm going to take Chris Godwin going against Indy at 7,600.
0: In my flex... Uh, I'm gonna it's it's almost like putting a running back here, but I'm gonna go Debo Samuel, eight thousand in my flex
1: like that. Um, for my the tight end, I'm gonna go Rob Gronkowski, sixty five hundred. My tight end start of the week.
0: Uh, for my second running back, I'm actually gonna let me, let me just make sure I don't have money to go get somebody else. Uh. I'm gonna go with AJ Dillon, 6900, going up against the LA Rams.
1: Um, I'm gonna go uh, Adam Thielen as my third wide receiver, 7200, uh, in that same Minnesota-San Fran game. So I've got two wide receivers in that game.
0: I'm gonna go for my defense with the. I'm gonna go with the Miami. Dolphins, thirty four hundred. Their defense has been playing a little bit better in recent weeks, so I'll take them.
1: Uh, my quarterback, I'm gonna take my quarterback start of the week, Cam Newton at eight thousand. they, they, they bought him. They, they knew what to put him at. It's crazy.
0: <laughs> I was. That's why I was reluctant to pick Miami once I realized your start of the week was Cam, because all those Cam touchdowns <laughs> just hurt me even more. Uh, but I am gonna go with my. Uh, quarterback start of the week here in, uh, Tyrod or my quarterback stream of the week here, uh, Tyrod Taylor, uh, 7,400.
1: I'm gonna go with the cheap play Chris Conley in my flex at 5,200 to, uh, the reason why I could afford all these people. And hopefully, you know, Tyrod could throw now some balls to Chris Conley in the flex.
0: Oh, Chris Conley. Decides he doesn't want to play football. Yeah, the game. yeah, that's also could happen. <laughs> <laughs> um, my tight end, because it's the last spot I have to fill. Uh, I'm going with Pat Fryermuth. Love it. 5300.
1: And I'm gonna take the Philadelphia Eagles defense 4300 going against the Giants. Uh, even though you changed offense coordinator, the quarterback is still the same, so I think they can still make some things happen.
0: Wow, this is awesome! I I came into this thinking I was gonna have to change my lineup. Uh, you were gonna steal somebody from me, and you didn't steal anybody from me. So that nah, feels huh? yeah. really good. Uh, reading off my lineup here, I Tyrod Taylor is my quarterback, seventy four hundred. A.J. Dillon is my first running back, sixty nine hundred. Jonathan Taylor is my second running back, ninety eight hundred. Brandon Cooks as my wide receiver, uh, sixty five hundred. Elijah Moore is my second wide receiver, sixty four hundred. Jerry Judy is my third wide receiver, 6,100. Pat Fryermuth, 5,300. Debo Samuel, my flex, 8,000. And Miami Dolphins defense, 3,400.
1: Yeah, I have Cam Newen at my quarterback. My quarterback started the week at 8,000 going against Miami. Najee Harris, 8,800 as my RB1. Miles Sanders, uh, at 6,100 going against the Giants. Brandon Ayuk, wide receiver, started the week, 6,300. My wide receiver 2, Chris Godwin at 7,600. Adam Thielen, my wide receiver 3, 7,200. Uh, going against San Fran at my tight end I have Rob Gronkowski at 6,500. Chris Conley at my flex at 5,200. And the Philadelphia Eagles going against the Giants at 4,300.
0: Oh, man. Well, definitely looking forward to this one. It's always a good battle with you, my friend. Um, that being said, everybody. That is, a, that is the show. We have done it. You have consumed the entire Odi Dopa show. Congratulations. Uh, we appreciate y'all. Uh, make sure you check us out next week. That is right. You will not see us or hear from us until uh, next Monday when we are recapping week 12. So that being said, Happy Thanksgiving, happy Thanksgiving, Uh, (laughs) enjoy your holiday, Uh, you know, make sure you you shout out what you're thankful for, Um, you know, we're thankful for you, thankful for all y'all out there that take the time to spend this time with us uh, and subscribe to the show and support us and everything that we do in regards to fantasy football diagnostics and the podcast. So with that being said, have a good one. Happy Thanksgiving, we love you, and we're out of here. Peace.